Hey, it's time for Priority Pastor. I went to Bible school to learn how to share my faith. And so right out of the gate, I jumped into an evangelism program. I jumped into evangelism explosion at the church I was a part of. And that involved going door to door with a team to people who visited the church, but sometimes cold calling, just knocking on doors, looking for a chance to hear the gospel. And I noticed that on Tuesdays, which was the day of this ministry, I would often wake up feeling terrible and I'd have a terrible day. And then our team, the team of three of us, compared notes and realized that was the same for all of us, that we tended to wake up grumpy on Tuesday and just have a bad day. And we realized there was spiritual reasons for that. And we started praying about that and things got better. It wasn't always easy. It wasn't always, uh, you know, relaxing to go out knocking on doors. But some of that residual kind of imposed grumpiness that would hit uh, wasn't there all the time. As I moved into pastoral ministry, my wife and I started to notice a pattern. Whenever I was preaching on something explicitly evangelistic, like an evangelistic presentation with a call for response, or speaking on something that in some way exposed the work of the enemy, we would often have a terrible sleep the night before. Our kids would sometimes wake up screaming. And in fact, that was very out of character for them. They slept through the night almost from the beginning, both of them. But on these Saturday nights, they would sometimes wake up screaming. And we, again, were able to connect the dots and realize there was something going on. One time after one such message, we came home and the light in the kitchen had fallen out of its fixture and smashed on the kitchen floor. Like right out of the fixture, the bulb, just very odd. And you know that may or may not have been some spiritual interference. But that's the kind of stuff we started to see, just odd stuff going on. Whenever we were engaged in evangelistic activity or teaching on evangelism or anything again that exposed the work of the enemy, weird stuff would happen. Physical stuff, emotional stuff, those kinds of things. And so we started praying accordingly praying before and in time we learned to also pray after those events and not to let our guard down too quickly. Now the point is that if you are on mission, if you are joining Jesus on his mission to seek and to save the lost, to be a disciple who makes disciples, you will face opposition, sometimes from the weirdest places. I I don't have a theology to quite understand how sometimes Christians, it seems like can be pawns of the enemy to interfere with mission but it seems to happen again and again. And the timing of some attacks, sometimes inside the church when I was a regular pastor, were just mind-blowing. Just at exactly the wrong time, someone would come with a verbal attack of some kind that would just kind of, you know, gut punch you or, or knife you in the back and, and really interfere with some strategic mission moment. Now, one tool I developed over time was a responsive reading. A responsive reading I sometimes refer to as preparation for battle. It could also be seen as a clear the air kind of reading or prayer. It's a responsive reading of some key passages in the Old Testament and New Testament that relate to the issue of spiritual warfare. And in essence, what this reading is, it's a reminder to you and to anyone or anything listening who's in charge. By the way, that's Jesus. He's in charge. And I found that reading these passages, sometimes we do it as a responsive reading in a church service or a gathering, a small group gathering, reading these passages 
really does set the context and does seem to make a difference spiritually. If nothing else, it reminds you which way is up and who's in charge. You can also use these passages as uh, fodder for prayer, as, as ideas on how to pray about spiritual warfare situations. So I'd like to read that for you, provide some backgrounds. I'll provide a link somewhere either in this video or in some notes below where you can download these passages all together. And I encourage you to maybe just read these passages in a, in a, in a prayerful way and allow the truth of these passages to soak into your heart and mind and prepare you for whatever battle you're facing today. And whenever you know you're going into maybe confrontational battle, maybe a deliverance session or teaching on evangelism or sharing the gospel, use these verses, read them through, pray them through, and allow your mind to be renewed with the great reminder that Jesus is Lord. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Calling the twelve to him, he sent them out two by two and gave them authority over evil spirits. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Jesus said, Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, 
and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Through you we push back our enemies. Through your name we trample our foes. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. Mm -hmm.